0: Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So yesterday we talked about uh, Kanye selling his joint in Wyoming. And he has it up for sale for, I don't know, $11 million for the ranch and a few million for all the other places that he has in, uh, in Cody, Wyoming. But we know now uh, why that is. Uh, Kim was just awarded the $60 million Hidden Hills estate that the couple... You know, shared together at one point, and uh, court documents from the proceedings reveal that uh, negotiations, uh, according to the the report, were cordial, extremely cordial. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, we also know that Kanye has now bought a place on Malibu Beach. $457.3 million, which isn't far from where Kim and the kids live. So, you know, he's moving closer to the kids and dumping Wyoming and he needs a little cash. <laughs> uh, he needs a little extra spending cash. So somebody give up the 11 million, please. I was looking at the architectural digest, uh, edition from March of last year where they were showing off Kim and Kanye's Minimalist masterpiece in L.A. Uh, I I can't. I I want to be a minimalist, but man, that is something I just can't do. I mean, they talk about the futuristic Belgian monastery. Oh, okay, really? Yeah, it's a a story of probing and passion, a testament to the iconoclastic mind of the boundary defying musician and the fearlessness of the zeitgeist defining reality star and entrepreneur <laughs> okay uh can we maybe i don't know hang a picture on the wall no oh okay well welcome welcome to chewing the fat I want to be a minimalist so bad. I want to, but I guess if I really wanted to, I would be, right? But I am, I am caught between really wanting to be a minimalist and just not being a hoarder. (laughs) It's just too much, too much stuff. Too much stuff. One of the things I love having in the house though is a food. So if you could see and taste this steak from moinkbox.com you would uh, order it right now or you know, you'd know you be here but for now I'm seeing it and tasting it and it is delicious uh, moinkbox.com the best bacon, the best steak the best chicken, the best salmon you'll ever eat and it's not coming from a grocery store you're going to find it on the family farm and you're going to have the salmon that's caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. Yes. Moink delivers grass fed and grass finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild caught Alaskan salmon, and they deliver it direct to your door. They're helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all that other junk you find in the pre-packaged meat aisle. Sign up for moinkbox.com jeffy to get a year of bacon for free and then pick what meats you want delivered with your first box. Change what you get each month and you can cancel any time. One of the favorite, my favorite things is, of course, the the product is delicious. And it's, you know, I mean, you, you know that the steak I have in front of me right now is, I mean, it, it is delicious. But if you could just be here and I'd share it with you, you know, a bite or two. But. One of the fun parts is when the box comes and you open it up and you're taking the product out and you realize, oh, I've got these steaks to eat. Oh, I've got this bacon to cook. Oh, I've got this salmon to eat. It's just, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) You know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I think think you'll have just as much fun as I do opening up that box when it arrives from moinkbox.com. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Uh, Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. Uh, Yes, uh, I agree. And uh, Jamie Sminoff, uh, creator of a Ring video doorbell, has invested in Moink. They guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. I mean, I just said it, so the guarantee is probably... Fact, And here's a question for you. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with moinkbox.com. With Moink, you get the highest quality meat you've ever tasted, and you support real family farms. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. Listeners to this show get free bacon for a year. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. So go to moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Jeffy. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Oh no. Oh no. The... The Netflix Trans Employee Resource Group are still moving forward with a planned walkout next week over the Dave Chappelle Closer, I'm sorry, The Closer show on their network, Netflix. Oh no, oh no. I mean, the trans lives matter, trans rights matter, and as an organization, Netflix has continually failed to show deep care in our mission to entertain the world by repeatedly releasing content that harms the trans community and continually failing to create content that represents and uplifts trans content. We can and must do better. That's what a leader of the movement wrote. Um, I don't know that it's Netflix's responsibility to uh, release content, uh, or I'm sorry, to create and release content that represents and uplifts the trans community. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that they do. I don't care if they do or they don't, but I don't think it's their actual responsibility. Um, the, remember the lady, um, oh, what's her face? Tara Field. She's the one that got it all started. Well, she was the one that got suspended for intruding, along with two others, into an executives-only meeting. And apparently she's now been reinstated. Oh, now she's been reinstated because I guess they found that there was no ill intent in her intent attendance. Um, Yeah, she burst into a meeting where she didn't belong. Um, Okay. I mean, you can justify it any way you want, but you still didn't belong there. Now, according to Tara, she's going to take a few days off. She needs to decompress and try to figure out (laughs) where she's at. At the very least, I feel vindicated. Do ya? Do ya, Tara? Okay. I mean, Ted Sorandos has issued. A, he sent out an email that uh, said you should be aware that some talent may join third parties in asking us to remove the show in the coming days, which we are not going to do. <laughs> It's <laughs> an important part of our content offering. Yeah, because we've spent millions of dollars and the show is bringing in millions of viewers. So, and your uh, fight, I don't know if you realize this, Tara, but your fight to bring it down is actually a great promotion for the show. It's drawing people to the show. And more people are realizing that your fight is a ridiculous Even uh, your transgender comedian, uh, Flame Monroe, said uh, all of this. What you can say and what you cannot say is ridiculous. I absolutely do not think that the special should be taken down off Netflix. So you're losing some of your allies. And Chappelle, (laughs) one of his trans comedian friends, Daphne Dorman, who has who passed away, who, he's being backed by their family, saying that he's an LGBTQ ally. And if you watch the special, you'll realize that he is. So, I mean, good luck, God bless. And darn the luck. I don't know how many people are a part of the walkout, but uh, I know that it's part of the... Netflix Trans Group. The, I'm sorry, it's the Netflix Trans Employee Resource Group. I'm not sure how many they have. Um, you know, make your statement. Go ahead, make your statement, do your walkout. But good luck. God bless. I was looking at the Forbes Best Workplace list. They just released their, uh, World's best employers list. Netflix is 112th on their list from the United States. Their list has 750 workplaces uh, around the world. Um, so a research company, Statista, uh, compiled the annual list of world's best employers. They wanted to determine the rankings, all right? So they surveyed 150,000 full-time and part-time workers from 58 countries working for multinational companies and institutions. Survey participants were asked to rate their willingness to recommend their own employers to friends and family. They were also asked to evaluate other employers in their respective industries that stood out positively or negatively. There's 750 on the list. The bottom 10, only one is from the United States, and that's near bottom, 749. uh, Titled Nordson, Engineering and Manufacturing, that's 749th. The 750th, uh, bottom of the list. Uh, Blore Group, Transportation and Logistics out of France. And then you have companies... The bottom 10 from 740 are from Japan, France, Japan, United Kingdom, Austria, Poland, India, Canada, Switzerland, and their engineering and manufacturing. A group from India, the Tata Group, is just uh, under the heading of conglomerate. Oh, okay. No problem. Uh, and uh, one from the United Kingdom was the Coca-Cola European Partners. Uh, food soft beverages, alcohol, and tobacco. <laughs> okay, uh, we have another uh, food, soft beverages, alcohol, and tobacco from Japan at 742, so couple at the bottom, and the la- the last four, uh, the Canada, Switzerland, United States, and France, were all engineering and manufacturing. The Power Corp of Canada, the Liberia group of Switzerland, uh, Nordson, as I said, from the United States, and the Belor group from France. I don't remember. Uh, If anyone called me to ask about The Blaze, but uh, I didn't, you know, they're not on the list, so I guess we are not a uh, multinational company or institution. You certainly know them all, that is for sure. I mean, the top 20 are companies that we all are aware of. The uh, Delta Airlines from the United States. Uh, Dassault Systems Aerospace and Defense from France. Uh, Dr. Otecker, food in Germany. I love the Dr. Otecker brand. Airbus uh, Aerospace and Defense from the Netherlands. Uh, Southwest Airlines, number 16. Transportation and logistics, obviously from the United States. Uh, Siemens, uh, I I think that's how you pronounce that right. I better learn. I better make sure I pronounce that right. Because I see their buildings all over (laughs) when traveling. And I always, you know, think to myself, I wonder how you pronounce that exactly. Siemens. Siemens. That's what I thought. That's what I said. Siemens. Thank you. You don't have to repeat it to me. I got it the first time. Siemens. Siemens. All right. Now you're just rubbing it in. Fourteenth is Adidas. Uh, That, you know, obviously uh, Germany is the home for Adidas. Uh, Cisco Systems here in the U.S., Semiconductors, electronics, electrical engineering, technology, hardware, and equipment. Coca-Cola, number 12 on the list. Food, soft beverages, alcohol, and tobacco, of course. Uh, Costco, wholesale, retail, wholesale, number 11th on the list. Wow. That's that's a big number for them. Uh, BMW Group out of Germany. Uh, Adobe. Wow. Uh, IT, Internet Software Services. They're number 9. Uh, Hawaii telecommunication services cable supplier out of China uh-huh uh, Dell Technologies out of the United States Wow huge number seven uh, alphabet Google IT they're number six Apple number five Amazon number four Microsoft wow wow the top companies Dell are uh, the top seven well the top eight well the top nine. The top nine, we'll, we'll I'll throw Adobe in there. Adobe, Hawaii, Dell, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, IBM. And the number one is Samsung Electronics. Wow. Really, really huge. And the top seven, I mean, what, what do you got? out of the Out of the top 10, only three. So seven out of the top 10 are United States companies based in the U.S. That shouldn't be a surprise, really. But I wonder if Amazon is, uh, I wonder if they asked this before we found out that I know yesterday there was a big breaking report that Amazon copied products sold by other companies and rigged search results to boost its own brands. Well, I think we already knew that they were doing that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And they would boost their search. People were pissed that they would boost if you were looking for a product that it would, the first one, if you search for a product, you search for, you know, scissors. And the first pair of scissors that would come up in your search would be an Amazon scissors. And then it would, then you'd go down the list. Where, and Walmart, I believe, and I'm not throwing Walmart under the bus, although I'm not sure where Walmart stands on the big list. I mean, we're looking at uh, Home Depot at 22, Target, 25, IKEA 21, Nordstrom 41, Nike 42. But I'm not seeing, oh, Facebook too. Facebook 49th. Wow. Uh, but I'm not seeing Walmart. I'm seeing Walt Disney at 184. I see Walgreens at 236, but I don't see any Walmart. On this list of world's best employers, Uh, I'm pretty sure Walmart is a multinational company and or institution. So, I mean, we couldn't get a hold of anybody at Walmart? One of the largest companies in the world? (laughs) Okay. Uh, What's up with that? I want an investigation. I want to know why Walmart was not on this list. Because it matters to me. Not really, but i just like to know. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh. <sighs> so good. So I know we have uh, Major League Baseball playoffs going on now. We have uh, Boston taking on Houston for the American League to go to the World Series. And then we have uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco squaring off. in the winner, they're heading into game five. And the winner of that series plays Atlanta to see who goes into the World Series. But I was liking that Bo- – I mean, I was sad Boston just beat the Rays – to go into the uh, ALCS. But I was reading a story about uh, Mark Wahlberg, who was talking about uh, the movie that he did with Jack Nicholson called The Departed. And there was an interview, and he was talking about, it, and they were talking about a remake of the film in Hong Kong. And he was interviewing about the original with Jack Nicholson. And, uh, Wahlberg was like, yeah, uh, they wanted Jack Nicholson in the movie to wear a Boston Red Sox hat, and he wouldn't do it. And he said, "Uh, yeah, no, I'm not wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. And the line from Wahlberg was, uh, well, Jack can do whatever Jack wants. Yeah, you think? No kidding. That was a long time ago, too. I mean, it feels like a long time ago. It was 15 years ago. October sixth, just uh, you know, but I mean, we had the anniversary, and that's one of the things that—that's why Wahlberg was being interviewed because it was the anniversary. But anyway, I just love the fact that uh, Jack was like, "I'm not wearing a Boston Red Sox hat, no," and I'm sure that people in Boston are like, "Yeah, that's fine. Jack doesn't have to wear a Boston Red Sox hat. <laughs> he's going to Laker games and sitting home eating fries and hamburgers. Okay, just leave the man alone. All right, he's—I uh, think he's Jack is eighty-four now." Boy, he would be a great interview. I should reach out and see if I could get Jack on chewing the fat. That would be awesome. I'm going to do that this week. Hey, be sure to follow me on uh, my social media accounts. You have uh, Twitter at JeffyJFR, Instagram, and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can email me at ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com for anything that you'd like to comment on or talk about. And you can always leave a message on the fat line, uh, 214-735-9356. And I'll get to those messages once in a while. Uh, One thing that you may or may not see on my Instagram is uh, this mother who was taking a shower and she gave her phone to her toddler who to play some game while she took a shower. And then apparently uh, the little kid uh, was knocking on the door, asking to uh, say, Hey, something is wrong. Can you fix it? And she realized that the kid was streaming her live, you know, in the shower on Instagram. (laughs) So uh, good. I mean, you may or may not see that. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, To follow me on Instagram, but I'm just saying you may or may not, you know, see that happening uh, on Instagram. If you were to follow Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram, apparently there's a, a feature called guided access, which you can restrict an iPhone to a single app, which a lot of parents were. Apparently, there's a lot of parents that use the old guided access when they give their phone to their toddlers to play uh, a game on their phone. That's interesting. That's interesting. You know, back in the day before we had indoor plumbing and you had to run outside and you had a little kid, maybe you'd put the kid in a seat and you know just kind of so I remember sitting uh sitting the kids in their in their in their car seat. Uh, up on the counter while you did dishes and while you, you know, did clean stuff and did this so that they were there with you. An amazing thing that they'd be a part of it when you were doing things instead of just giving them a phone and making them, you know, go away. Wow. I mean, just set them in front of the TV, right? And nowadays it's just hand them the phone and tell them to zip it and make sure you use the guided access so they don't, you know, go live on Instagram while you're in the shower. So not that I follow Heinz on their social media accounts. I mean, I do. I love the fact that they just started promoting their, uh, if you have Heinz, you have a costume. As you know, if you're an avid listener to Chewing the Fat, you know I'm a Heinz Heinz ketchup police officer. I have a badge and I make sure that uh, restaurants and places of business uh, who are saying that they use Heinz are actually using Heinz. Now, if I go into an establishment and they don't have Heinz, I usually don't order the food or I cancel my order and move on and find another restaurant. But there are restaurants in the past who use Heinz bottles but don't use Heinz ketchup. They fill it with a less than iconic ketchup fill that they buy and pretend that it's Heinz. And it's not. And, I, man, if I see that happening, I pull out my badge and I shut the place down immediately. I will not have that. But that's a law. I mean, that's just clearly a law-breaking opportunity. But uh, Heinz believes that if you have ketchup, you have a costume. And they have on their website uh, uh, tomato blood and the costume kit. And they have examples of costumes. And they also have a a mask, a Heinz ketchup mask, which... You know, looks like you've got ketchup all over your face and stuff. And that might be a cute little costume to wear. Not actually wear the mask on. And uh, I just I love the idea that just something to remember. If you have Heinz ketchup in your home, you have a costume for Halloween. I'm not sure what the biggest outfit is going to be this year for Halloween. We talked a little bit about it being uh, the Squid Game outfits from Netflix although that may not be uh as scary that might actually be fashion so I guess this year the scariest outfits would be what uh, uh an outfit that says unvaccinated or an outfit that looks like Dave Chappelle or an outfit that looks like John Gruden right either one of those outfits uh Chappelle or Gruden will get you uh, you know'd be a great costume it's a scary those people are making people upset I mean, I'm, t- I, holy cow, the Chappelle thing, I, I'm over. John Gruden thing doesn't end. They're taking him off the video game. I mean, the guy can't have a livelihood. They, they got, they got him off his job. All right. They took him off the Ring of Honor in Tampa. And now EA Sports is saying, yeah, we're going to remove him from the Madden NFL 22 video game, too. We, he's going to be, we can't be having him part of that. So, I mean, is the man going to be able to work and make some money? I, I don't know, I don't know. Does he go to college? I mean, he's an NFL coach. There's a big difference, and you can. It. There's only been a few coaches that go to the NFL from college. I mean, obviously, all of them did, but a few coaches have really succeeded, and it's a big difference, right? If you're a big coach in college, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to succeed in the NFL. Just ask Urban Meyer. Just ask uh, Mr. Alabama, Nick Saban. So I mean, it's a, it's a big difference. So I don't know. Does Gruden go to college? Is there a college that would give him a job? <laughs> I don't know. I I think he just does a, a you know. Let's will YouTube let him have a YouTube page. I I don't know. Anyway, I would say um, if John Gruden and I'm just speaking I, for me, if he wants to come and work for Chewing the Fat and do a sports show under the Chewing the Fat heading. I'm all for it, man. I want that to happen. <laughs> yes, I want that to happen. Might be tough getting a sponsor, uh, but I don't think so. I think there will be companies that will be lining up for a sponsor. I mean, come on now. It's I see where Raiders quarterback Derek Carr says he, and this, holy cow, this would open up a can of worms. I don't think they want to open. And this is what Goodell gets. This is what he gets. He got butt hurt when he saw his name in one of those one or two of those emails when he was investigating the Washington football team, the Redskins, and so he got butt hurt. And he said, "Well, we're going to investigate those other six hundred fifty thousand emails." Uh, John Gruden's got to go. He said he said something bad about someone, especially me, and so now Gruden's gone. He got what he wanted, but now uh, Derek Carr said, "You know, we just." should open up everybody's private emails and texts. Uh, he thinks people would start sweating a little bit. Yeah. You think? Um, and he says hopefully not too many. But maybe that's what they should do for all the coaches and GMs and owners from now on. Open up. <laughs> open up everything. I, I, You know what? I don't disagree. If we're going to bring down the house, damn it, let's bring down the house. And sadly, Carl Nassib, you know the first active NFL player to come out as gay, who was playing under John Gruden, uh, he's requested a day. He needs a personal day. He's got a process. Uh, he's got to process the email sent by former coach Gruden, uh, which he used the f word. It was over ten years ago in a private conversation. But Carl needs a personal day. Do you, Carl? Do you? So yesterday, I talked about, well, William Shatner going into space. And I've got some audio of William in space on the Blue Origin flight yesterday. And it's fascinating audio that they have. I hope it's true. Um, I hope it's real. It looks real. But <laughs> it's, uh, I hope it's real. You make the call. But yesterday, I also talked about, I was remembering a Pan Am story about how they were reserving flights to the moon back in the 80s. This story dated February 10th, 1985 from the Los Angeles Times, Robert E. Delos. Uh, Now that the airlines have been deregulated, they may fly just about anywhere they wish. And Pan American World Airways is more than ever convinced that it will one day offer regularly scheduled flights on a new route that is out of this world. The airline has a list of 90,002 persons who hold reservations for the flights to the moon. Pan Am insists its moon flight reservations program Established in 1968, is not a publicity stunt. Officials point to the airline's involvement in a host of space-related activities, which make it a natural to fly the first tourists to the moon. For 30 years or more, we have been involved as a contractor at Cape Kennedy," says the Pan Am spokesman. "We provide uh, tele- telemetry support." All kinds of engineering support, communication support. We even parked the Boeing 747, which brings back the space shuttle to the Cape. Flying people to the moon would be normal commercial endeavor. (laughs) Then let's make it happen. Why are we not doing that? Okay. Now in the article, it says, uh, you know, they may not happen next year. They might not happen in five years, but they will happen Will they? <laughs> Cause it I don't look like it. Okay? I know it didn't happen the following year and it hasn't happened in the following five years. So I mean it's been what? fifty years? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, whatever. Ah, whatever. Don't start bogging me down with facts. We're gonna fly down the we're gonna fly to the moon. Right. Of course. So the agency said they will train citizen passengers for a hundred hours and a cost of about a hundred thousand each. According to NASA's public affairs officer, he says that the physical qualifications are minimal and that there are no rigors involved for the observer passengers. Okay. Uh, They're talking about, I mean, it's just incredible. Um, NASA says they do not plan to carry droves of private citizens into space. Uh, they're leaving that to the private industry. Yes, uh, they have uh, finally, and we've got that. Uh, we've got that going for us. Some of those who hold reservations to the moon feel that the trip will help in their work. All right, uh, Lawrence G. Dishman, a research scientist at Wayne State University in Detroit, who specializes in Quasi-stellar radio sources Is a super place to study He said All of the moon flights have Landed on the backside of the moon that's, a, that's away from all the noises Emitted from the earth A Beverly Hills producer George Shapiro Hopes one day to make a movie on the moon But on his first trip He says he just wants to go scout locations And then you know, we'll go back to Film that movie William J. Kelly, a retired Air Force colonel who now operates a lightings fixture business in Palm Desert, is in it for the adventure, pure and simple. He holds one of the lowest numbers, 562, on the Pan Am list, and his wife, Lucille, holds the number 563. Although he's 65, and this was in 1985, Kelly still has lunar ambitions and made his reservations because it seemed like a heck of a place to go where no tourist has been. If they beat the Undertaker to the front door, I'll make it. <laughs> well, we still aren't making these flights, and Pan Am doesn't even exist anymore. So there's that. And you get to do 10 days of training for 100 grand. All you got to do is pay $250,000 and uh, you're riding on... uh, You're you're either riding on Branson's Virgin Galactic or Bezos' Blue Origin. SpaceX, uh, I guess you can count that in there, but SpaceX is doing more than than these two. SpaceX isn't really making uh, theme park rides. They're making more of a, hey, we're going to move to another planet ride and we want you to be able to come along for the ride where Bezos and... Branson are just building a theme park to go into space, which really isn't space, but it's kind of space. And the audio that I found of the group yesterday that was up in the Blue Origin capsule, uh, and of course one was William Shatner, this audio is when they were in space, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 it looks real. It looks and sounds real to me. Okay? That's all I'm saying. It looks and sounds real to me. You go ahead and tell me what you think. God. Weightlessness. Oh Jesus. Karma line <laughs> <laughs> No description can equal this. Wait. Business. This is nuts! Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Oh, up. wow. Oh, I'm telling you. Holy hell. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, wow. I can't believe this. Now, I will say, you decide. It sounds real. It looked real. <laughs> i just know that when i and others i'm assuming have felt the way i it was being described i wasn't in space so you decide what uh what was going on there but according to the video and audio that's when they you heard them carmen line they were you know in the technical space so oh my All right. So we know that the federal advisory panel took no stance on the decision of whether to recommend booster shot of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine says two day doses are sufficient to protect against severe illness and death. Uh, The decision on booster shots for the Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine may be in doubt after the data submitted by the company involved a relatively low number of participants, just over 8,000 in their uh, trial analysis. Almost 77% of Americans over the age of 12 have received at least one vaccine dose. Roughly 103 million people have received the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. 69 million people have received a shot from Moderna, and 15 million have received the Johnson & Johnson shot. Okay. Across the Atlantic, British officials have apologized for the early pandemic response. It was one of the worst public health failures in the country's history. Really? Okay, if that's the way you feel. You know, it's good that we have a hundred million dollars in border wall materials just rusting away in Texas. Uh, that's what the report said. The hundred million dollars worth of taxpayer-paid border wall materials—we're just leaving them to waste. Eh, don't worry about it. Since uh, what's his face, the president? What's his name again? Oh yeah, Biden. Uh, since he ended all the construction. Uh, in January when he took office, eh, don't worry about it. Just let it sit there and rot and rust in Texas. It's all right. Fine. So I guess only about 14 miles of the wall was built before Donald Trump left office. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's new wall. I guess we rebuilt uh, a bunch other, other parts of the wall, but we, according to drone footage, they have about 10,000 steel panels, which was enough to build about 100 miles of the wall just uh rusting away. So that's good. We just let that taxpayer money rust. We're spending <laughs> we're spending way more than that anyway. And I guess the administration is and or was, I'm not sure if it stopped now paying about 5 million a day for border contracts that have been put on hold. Okay. So we're just paying the contractors to Sit there and twiddle their thumbs. That's good. That's good. Because we also have a report that a massive caravan plans to depart for the U.S. coming up here in a few days. This is according to a report that uh, organizers are referring to the group as the Caravana Madre. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. It's Caravana Madre. But they're the mother uh, mother caravan. Man, I can't wait for that. Tens of thousands of Haitians and Central American migrants are forming the mother of all caravans. Yay! Come on! Come on down! Or up or in! Come on! And that's great. And the, the more good news is that the U.S., Uh, is opening the Mexico and Canada borders to vaccinated travelers. I thought, I mean, if you're not vaccinated, you don't have to go through the border patrol. (laughs) just come across where there's no wall. That's just dumb. But right now, I guess officially, we're going to go ahead and open up the Mexico and Canadian borders just to vaccinated travelers. So that's good. And... Uh, This administration, the guy, uh, what's his face again, the President Biden, uh, he, uh, the administration, I don't know that he announces anything, uh, announced that the U.S. immigration authorities will no longer carry out mass arrests of illegals at work sites. Well, that's good. Uh, The law enforcement, they claim uh, those efforts should focus on holding Exploitive employers accountable. Yes, 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 yes. That's what should happen. We shouldn't. I mean, we look. We just said we needed workers. Uh, people won't work. So maybe if we let in the illegals, they'll all work. And okay. we're opening up ports twenty four seven. We're opening up warehouses twenty four seven. We don't have the workers. We don't know who's going to do the jobs. We don't know who's going to deliver the goods and services, but we're going to open them up anyway. Maybe these people will be the workers. I don't know the answer to that. And I heard yesterday, look, nobody supports the truckers more than this show, Chewing the Fat. But I did hear uh, some stories yesterday after they announced that, uh, you know, the Los Angeles and uh, the uh, Long Beach ports We're going to go 24-7, and they weren't 24-7. They were just, I guess, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, or whatever their hours were. So now they're going to go 24-7 And everything is going to be okay but i was under the impression that there are some rules and regulations and i know this is going to come as a surprise (laughs) there's there's all kinds of rules and regulations in california on the truckers which actually slows down the delivery process so even if they're open 24 7 there's going to be an issue with the truckers that they're allowing into the ports to pick up the uh, containers and there's going to be an issue. I don't know who's driving them. Who's driving them and how the truckers have all kinds of rules and regulations of how long they can drive and I mean, I don't know. We're just letting those go. Just letting those regulations go. Love to talk to you. Email me com. when you're locked down at uh, the port or in the, you know, in a, in a warehouse parking lot waiting to have your load dropped off. Then uh, email me chewingthefatattheblaze dot com and let me know some of those rules and regulations and if, how you're getting around them. I mean, how you're following them. I don't expect you to <laughs> go around them. And that would just be that would be wrong. And I'll tell you what, I'm really sick of hearing how much uh, prices are going up for goods and services. I'm really sick of that. How about we start taking care of America first? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I I, I tell you. Uh, something's going to give. Something's going to give real soon. And I don't know what it is. I don't know when it's going to happen. I just know it's got to give. I mean, I hear there's new headlines every day that talk about how prices are surging, going through the roof. They're talking about uh, households are expecting to see their heating bills jump as much as 54% compared to last winter. Uh, That makes me unhappy. That makes me unhappy. It makes me want to say we're going to be wrapping up in blankets. I guess that's what we want. We don't want any food, and we don't want to be warm. We'll just wrap up in blankets and huddle up in the corner and live in the United States of America that isn't the United States of America that anyone remembers, and that's just the way it is. So, all right, I'll get over it then. (laughs) Stop talking to you about it. (laughs) I'll tell you a joke. Okay, I saw a dog joke on the socials, and I'll share it with you right now. Okay, you could be either mad or laugh or just go with it, but just know it's just a joke. Okay, so a Rottweiler, a Doberman, and a German Shepherd are having a beer in a bar. The Rottie says, "God said the other day I was the most beautiful and strongest dog who ever walked the earth." The Doberman shrugged and said. Last night, God came to me in a dream and said I was his best work ever. The German Shepherd turned around with a horrified expression and said, I said, what?